Hi, I'm your host, Kelly Joe, and this is the Nourished Motherhood Podcast, a show dedicated to bringing together the voices of motherhood and helping women connect with others and themselves through the power of sharing honest, vulnerable stories. Because every woman deserves to have a place where her voice is heard. We believe that supporting mothers is one of the healthiest things we can do for our society. There's a balance of beauty and grit to be found in every woman's story. And we're so honored you're here to listen, connect, and grow with us. Let's dive in. Hello and happy Thanksgiving. I'm your host, Kelly Jo, and I am so thrilled to be back here for a solo episode with you. I have a few things that have been on my heart and mind about fear and the importance of practicing gratitude, not just on Thanksgiving, but making it a part of your daily rhythm. It's a short and sweet word, and I hope you walk away encouraged and inspired for the year ahead. Before we get into it, I want to take a minute to thank you. Truly creating and producing this podcast alongside my incredible team has been such a blast, and I am so thankful for all of you who've tuned in, shared your story and expertise, and for those of you who've shared the podcast with your friends and family. My dream to support women in their motherhood journey and to create a community for mamas so none of us have to go it alone is only possible with you. And today, I hope you know what a gift you are to me and your community. Seriously, I have such a big smile on my face right now because this opportunity to be here with you today. So thank you for joining me on this wild adventure called life and for tuning in to another episode of the Nourished Motherhood podcast. All right, so it's that time of year again when Pinterest and the internet blows up with fall decorations and ideas for how you can celebrate Thanksgiving and all the year-end holidays. I mean, autumn is in full swing, and seriously, what's not to like about pumpkin spice lattes and mold apple cider? They're certainly two of my favorite drinks. And Thanksgiving, oh my gosh, who doesn't love Thanksgiving? I personally love gathering with friends and family around the table. But instead of talking about Thanksgiving traditions, I want to talk to you about how we can keep fear at bay and bring gratitude into our daily family rhythms all year long. And I also want to take a few minutes to talk about fear before I move on to sharing some practical ways our family practices living in gratitude on the daily. I think more than ever, it's actually really important to step back and to look at what's swirling around in the atmosphere and in our surrounding environment. And right now, fear has gripped the world. I mean, fear is everywhere and it's clouded so many of our hearts. Fear of loss, fear of illness, fear of not being loved at our core, fear of the unknown, and sadly, in many cases, fear of one another. And the list goes on. The seeds we allow to be planted in our hearts grow regardless if they're big, sturdy trees, sweet peas, or invasive weeds. Sooner or later, we eat the fruit of what's planted in our heart's garden. And all of us are familiar with fear. And at one time or another, have eaten of its fruit. And fear's fruit, it's pretty bitter. Fear, it fuels anxiety and overwhelm. It wreaks havoc on our immune system and many key metabolic processes in the body. It can impact our memory. Fear can be the bitter root of anger and angry outbursts. Relationally, it causes division and breeds isolation. It causes us to hold on tight to things, which in turn cultivates an environment of scarcity and lack. It leads to doubt and asking questions like, is God really good? Does he really have my best interest in mind? 
It short circuits the brain's ability to be rational, and it can give you a negative lens to view the world and your circumstances, regardless of what's going on. I mean, think about it. We all have those people in our lives who every time we talk to them, something new is wrong. And for whatever reason, things are always hard. And a praise report, it's rarely shouted from their rooftops. And again, like fear is nasty and no one in their right mind wants to eat of its fruit. But how do you and I live a life that isn't shadowed by fear, especially when there's so much out of our control and happening in the world right now? Well, it's a really good question, and it's one I come back to often because I struggle with fear just like the next person. So let's look at the root of fear. I found that at the core of fear is the absence of absolute unconditional love. And for me, that's Jesus. I'm not talking about religion or church or the Bible but the person, Jesus. He is the very embodiment of love itself and his presence, his life light demolishes fear. Seriously, he gives peace in doses that make peace insurmountable. This kind of peace is beyond understanding and it isn't fabricated through human effort. It's simply a gift from a dear friend who died and conquered death so that I'd have freedom to live a life of peace without fear. So before I can talk about any tools or gratitude practices that I practice, I want you to know that at the end of the day, I personally find the most peace and rest for my soul in the presence of the living God and through a relationship with Jesus, who holds all things in his hands and who cares more about my own well-being than even I do. Long ago, I learned that if I want to thrive, I mean truly thrive, I have to rely on a power greater than myself. My own humanity can only get me so far, and it doesn't take long for me to run amok. Trust me, I've dug myself into some pretty deep holes, but I've learned we become what we behold, and the more I hang with Jesus, the more He changes me and my heart. If He is light and life, and if light conquers darkness, then sign me up. And wow, that is such a gift. And it's this type of heart work and recalibration of my mind, or in other words, mindset shift, that gives me a new lens to view the world, even when my circumstances haven't changed diddly squat. I mean, how many of us pray and ask for our circumstances to change? I know I certainly do. And while it's nice when tough situations do change in our favor, that's not always the case. But when I'm changed and there's now a new ability to stand in the midst of the storm that wasn't there before, well, that's the ultimate gift, isn't it? And so my life is this journey of growing in communion with God and allowing Him to love me, change me, and carry my burdens. I mean, who else in the world can I hand over my fear and anxiety or my shame and hand it over and to be given peace, love, joy, acceptance, and hope? So let me share a little story with you. A few months ago, I gave birth to my son, who we actually shared his home birth story on the last episode, but this pregnancy was so different for me because I had miscarried previously, and I had way more anxiety and fear that something was going to go wrong, and I wasn't quite sure that I could handle that much pain again. Now, God didn't magically remove my fear, though that does happen sometimes, but His presence brought hope and comfort. And now, on this side of things, I have an unexplainable peace about my son's safety. Though as a mother, I think there's always a tinge of fear that something might happen to our kids. Elizabeth Stone sums it up well. She says, Making the decision to have a child is momentous. It is to decide forever to have your heart go walking around outside your body. 
And this is precisely why I need a higher power. Something, someone, something higher than myself because so much is out of my control. And I need to know God cares way more for me and my kids' well-being than even I do. So please, if you take one thing, anything away, know this. Fear is no match for love, peace, gratitude, and joy. And it is possible to live without fear encroaching on your daily life when you allow Jesus to become your friend. Okay, now that I've shared my heart, I want to move on to some practical tools and daily rhythms that God has given our little family to help us live from gratitude regardless of what's going on in our life. What I share might not be new to you, but often I find we have the knowledge of the very things that will help us thrive, but we need continual reminders to do them. Practicing gratitude is so powerful because it's really difficult to be grateful and anxious or fearful at the same time. Every time I'm present with gratitude, fear is obsolete. And not only when I practice gratitude does it combat my fear, but my physical, mental, and spiritual well-being are better for it. It's been a part of my daily and weekly rhythm for years. In some seasons, it's looked more formal and in other seasons, less formal. And it's important to note that I call this a practice because I'm human and I'm far from perfect. And the best I can ask of myself is to practice something. I'm not always grateful and I have my days when I give into fear and overwhelm, but it's the consistency over time that's helped me live from an overall place of peace. So one of the most simple ways we can practice gratitude is to have a gratitude journal. I know this is really basic, but it's truly a great way to bring gratitude into your daily rhythm. Several years ago, in a particularly hard season, I felt God prompted me to write 25 things I was grateful for every single day for 40 days. I'm not going to lie. This was so tough, especially because it was such a trying season for me. And thinking of 25 new things every day that I was grateful for was pretty stretching. Now, You don't have to start here. I mean, 25 things is quite a lot. So I say start with three. But for me, I learned so much by doing this exercise and having this 40-day challenge. I feel like some of the easy ones were, I'm grateful for my heated house in the dead of winter or hot water. I'm grateful for my friends. But as I began to run out of the easy ones, it really made me have to stop and think what I was thankful for. And so then I realized I started writing things like, I'm so grateful for, I was walking to work today and this dear woman, I don't know her, but she looked at me, we made eye contact and she smiled and that's it. Just that simple acknowledgement gave me so much to appreciate and to be grateful for. Um, I, I even began to examine my surroundings and nature and I started to find beauty and gratitude for things like insects. I know, right? I don't like insects very much, but They're pretty cool when you actually get up close and personal and you see what they do. I also found gratitude in things like the smell of fresh snow. So, you know, it's it's really fun to see just how much beauty you can find in your daily circumstances when you open your eyes to it. And doing this challenge in daily practice while going through one of the darkest patches in my young adult life, it really helped me live from a place of positivity and hope rather than from the depths of despair. It helped me to cultivate joy and positivity in the midst of the storm. It helped me see that my life was actually good, what was going well for me, what was working, and how and where God was present in my life and how he was working on my own behalf. And it was really powerful. And I found myself able to live from a place of joy, 
despite going through some really painful things. Now, hold on. I don't want you to think that I'm saying not to acknowledge the pain or to pretend that life is all good. I actually believe quite the opposite. I think we have to acknowledge the things that have happened to us, the traumas, the hurts, bad circumstances, injustices, and that we have to feel all the feels of the pain in order to be able to move through it, to heal, and to move on. And that's why we're not afraid to talk about the hard stuff here and about motherhood, such as fertility challenges or pregnancy loss. But I'm also really intentional to share stories that end in hope because I believe there is always hope. Long ago, I heard Rick Warren say that life is like two skis or train tracks. I forget which image he used, but basically on one side is all the tough stuff, the pain, the challenges, and on the other side is all the beauty. And often they're coupled. Life isn't all bad or all good. Or like skis, sometimes just one ski moves ahead of the other. So sometimes the tough times seem to be pulling ahead and leading in life, but not far behind is the other ski that comes forward as you trek along. And that's the beauty and the good things happening in your life. And that then leads the way. So it's this like give and take or tug and pull. And, you know, I digress, but I guess what I'm I'm attempting to communicate here is that I am a firm believer that you can still be going through something really dark, be experiencing some pretty big storms in life, but also still live from a place of joy and to live from that place of gratitude. So again, the first thing you can do to bring gratitude into your daily rhythm is to start a gratitude journal and start with something small and doable. For example, start with writing down three things a day. And try to look beyond what's easy. Even in a season where you might question, is anything good happening? I bet if you look a little bit harder, you'll be able to find something that's beautiful and that is worth cherishing and championing. Another tip is to help you make this consistent is to incorporate your gratitude journaling on top of another habit you do daily. This is called habit stacking. For example, if you take time in the mornings to drink your coffee, then you could keep your gratitude journal and pen where you like to enjoy your cup of joe and then spend a few minutes while waking up to start the day in gratitude. Or perhaps if you have an evening routine and like to read before you go to bed, you can keep your journal on your bedside table and take a couple minutes to jot down what during the day you're grateful for before you move on to your evening reading. I know for me, as soon as I move towards bed, my mind starts moving a million miles a minute. So something I like to do is grab one of my favorite essential oils, such as lavender or frankincense or even balance. And with a drop or two in my hands, I cut my nose and I take some deep breaths And then I rub whatever residue is on my hands, on the temples, and on the back of my neck. And then I like to put on some nice tunes. I really like sleeping at last. And then I end my day with journaling. I find both journaling in general coupled with gratitude journaling really helps me to process through these thoughts and help me sleep more easily. And full transparency here. I mean, this is something I try to make space for daily, but right now I have a newborn and a toddler and quiet evenings or time to myself is really hard to come by. But I keep my journal and oils by my bed to make it easy. And in this season, for me, it's more like a weekly rhythm rather than a daily rhythm. But when I do take the time for this practice, it never fails to fill my cup, even if just a little. The next simple practice you can do daily, even several times a day, is to take some time before meals to pause. You can do this by yourself, with your partner, or as a family with your kids. Before you eat, pause for a moment and take five deep breaths like long, nice cleansing breaths. 
Inhale and exhale. And then once you've taken some deep breaths, whether it's in prayer or it's just taking time to be grateful for the food on your table, make space to give thanks aloud. If you have food in your fridge or on your table, be grateful. Seriously, that isn't a reality for everyone around the world. And that in itself is something that we can celebrate and be grateful for. The other benefit of creating space to get connected to your breath, as well as giving thanks, helps put you in that parasympathetic state or a restful state, which is going to help you digest your food. And the better you digest your food, the better you're actually going to absorb the nutrients that are on your plate, which goes in turn to fuel and feed your body, to strengthen you, to give you the energy to keep going. And additionally, 80% of our immune system is in the digestive lining. So the more that we can support our digestive health, the better. So this gratitude practice of taking deep cleansing breaths and giving thanks before your meals is something that's really easy to do and it's free. Like you can start doing this today to help improve your digestion and even strengthen your immune system. Win-win in my opinion. And lastly, I want to talk to you about generosity and giving, whether it's giving of our time, resources, or what I believe is our greatest asset, love. Giving is powerful and I see it twofold. First off, generosity, I believe, is a fruit of living a life of gratitude. It's gratitude in motion and love lived out. When we are regularly aware of all the beauty and gifts around us, and as we sow seeds of gratitude in our hearts, it not only chokes out fear in our garden, but it also blossoms into a natural desire to give back all the goodness we've received. Secondly, generosity in serving others is a powerful tool that helps us get our eyes off ourselves. Whether I'm caught up in my own inadequacies and living in a world of comparisonitis, which happens especially easy when I'm scrolling needlessly on Instagram, or I'm walking around thinking, oh man, I'm the bee's knees and I have an inflated ego. Either way, the focus is on myself. And when I'm focused on me, it's so easy to have a pity party as soon as life gets difficult or things are scary. But when we can actually get our eyes off ourselves, off of our circumstances for long enough to just come and serve someone else and think about someone else, it often helps us get out of that place of fear and overwhelm. So whether this is a natural overflow from living a life of gratitude or you pulling yourself up out of a self-induced pity party, creating space to take time to tutor the kids in your neighborhood, serve at a local soup kitchen, or even just take the time to encourage and uplift a friend or a stranger can do wonders for your soul and your community. All right, friends, let's recap these three practices you can bring into your daily life. The first is to start a gratitude journal. Second, Pause before meals, get connected with your breath and give thanks before each meal. And lastly, give back of your time and your resources and your love. Practicing gratitude doesn't have to be hard or complicated, and it can even be as simple as asking your kids what they're grateful for at night before bed. Like, hey, what are you grateful for today? What happened today that's good? This is such a simple practice, and we do this with our daughter every single night, and it's helped her to be expectant of beauty around her and to see the good gifts given to her, whether that's people in her life, her friends, her family, or toys in her room. However you choose to practice gratitude, it's amazing to see that as you build it into your daily rhythm, how fast it can shift the atmosphere, things in your heart, or even your home dynamics. 
I can tell you the most growth I've experienced in my life has been in those darkest and greatest storms. And when you trade in seeing the world through a lens of fear for a lens of gratitude, peace follows. And that's that's really what I want to share today, to take this season of gratitude and bring it into the year ahead. Because not only will the fruit be sweet, but we need it as a society. We're meant for community and connection, and we need each other. And if we let fear have a heyday, our relationships will suffer. So my friend, my challenge to you is to choose love, to choose gratitude, and to choose joy today. Because things aren't happening to you, they are happening for you. And with that, I want to thank you for joining me for another episode of the Nourished Motherhood podcast, and I hope you can find gratitude and joy in this holiday season. Well, that's it for this episode of the Nourished Motherhood podcast. It is such an honor to journey with you each and every single week. If you love this podcast, consider subscribing and leaving us an honest review. It helps us get this show in front of more amazing women like yourself. Thanks, friend, and we'll see you next week.